through data layers. Where we learn about data science. Uh, so what's on the topic today, Tori? Yes, I'm Tori, and you are? Oh, right, I'm Sami. That's exciting. Great. Uh, so today I thought we'd talk about what is data science. Yeah, what, uh, what is data science? That's a good one. Uh, I, have, I have a couple ideas. Do you look at data and tell people how to change their lives for the better? Are we getting into policy stuff, or are we doing more like corporate ad stuff? That's you gotta you gotta follow the data. So think about who has the most data. It's definitely gonna be technology and software companies. So there are some areas you can get into data science with like policy and the census. The Census Bureau. That's a big thing. I definitely have looked at jobs at the Census Bureau, but it's mostly for people to call people on the phone and ask them questions, not IRS. to actually do data science. I'm sure the tax agency has a lot of data. No, I actually heard that they only even look at like a very small fraction of tax returns that come to them. That's kind of upsetting. <laughs> but I think... So... I thought what would be interesting about this topic is you're obviously learning data science. Yeah. I've obviously been doing data science for eight years now. Right. So <laughs> I think there there is a trowel of disillusionment that new data scientists go through. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get that fresh-eyed, bushy-tailed perspective you from you so that I bubble. can burst your oh, bubble. That's terrible. Um, all right, let me tell you what, what I think of data science. So I studied physics and biology in college, and one of the things I really enjoyed about that was finding new ways to look at the world around me. With, like, physics, it was learning about, like, oh, I can look at a transformer. I know how that works. I can, like, hear the crackling sound it makes and be like, oh, that's why that's happening. Or, you know, understanding how our light bulbs work, um, how particle reactions work, why is the sky blue, that kind of stuff. Um, so I really enjoyed studying the natural sciences because of that. And I was thinking it would be really fun to use data to try and look at the world through a different perspective. I think as humans, we see things in a very kind of egocentric around us. And I was thinking that data could give us a better idea of what's going on beyond our own kind of one-person kind of perspectives. Uh, so I was thinking that data science would be a great way to understand what's going on around me. I also know that data science as an industry is probably a little more corporate, probably much more focused on ads and uh, selling things to people. So much of that is not as fun as understanding things about sociology, about cities, about people in a public good sense of ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. definitely. That makes sense. I think you kind of touched on a couple different things. Like, one, you hit the nail on the head when you said, like, it is about sciences and you described i think a very scientific mindset where you're just interested in understanding what's going on mm -hmm. that is very typical of a data scientist and i think that's what drives data scientists and that's why i think it's called data science and not some other word like mm -hmm. something that's becoming more popular now is machine learning engineer so you notice you drop the entire scientific discipline out of 
the career with that discipline. Well, less of like hypothesis, scientific method kind of things. Yeah, exactly. So finding new ways to look at a data set or seeing something new is definitely a huge driver. Um, the second thing that you kind of touched on is how you might apply that. So you, mm-hmm. you, I think, painted a perfect spectrum of, you know, there's one, which is kind of data science for good. And there actually is an organization called Data Science for Good. I kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Which would touch on more of what you're talking about with helping with um, sociological issues, helping cities plan to enhance the health of their population. That's the small fraction. You're correct. The vast majority of it started with these big tech companies Mm -hmm. like Amazon, Facebook, Google, wanting to know, you know, in Google's case and the Facebook case, how can I optimize ad spend? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is that like where the money is or is that where the data is? Or is it both? It's where the money, data, and jobs are. Okay. Gotcha. So there's just less data, less money in public sector kind of jobs. Yeah, definitely. Like NGO kind of things, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a little sad, but that's also how the world works. Yes, that is so true <laughs> of many things. Yeah. So did I? So I hit the nail on the head. I think you got a part of it, which okay. is you're investigating a data set and things that you can learn from a data set. I kind of hinted at this that a lot of the industry work is moving toward this machine learning engineer end of the spectrum where it's not just like Mm -hmm. generating an insight from a data set, but also how do you do that in a way that is repeatable and Mm -hmm. scalable such that you're not passing that insight off to another human to make a decision about their business or about a product, but you're actually building a product using that. So, for example, Something like 35% of Amazon's purchases that consumers make on Amazon are driven by their recommendation system, which is a data science Mm -hmm. application. So what's happening there is the machine learning thing, robot, we'll call it, uh, is getting all this information from people who are buying things and clicking on things and looking at and staying on a certain page for a certain amount of time. And then the machine on its own is making recommendations for those people to buy different things, as opposed to coming with insights, giving it to a person who then comes with a plan for subsets. Yeah. It does it on its own. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so does that mean that, like, you're not doing data science, you're just feeding large sums of data into, like, a machine, and then it's, like, doing some magic behind some black box and giving you information back? Yeah, so that raises a good point of like, what is what do you mean when you say you're not doing data science? Isn't feeding large amounts of data to a quote okay. machine? Okay. Data science. Because <laughs> like, let's break this down. Like, so it's like, what data are you sending it? Yeah, where'd you what get the data? Are you getting? Not even there. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get the data? So how yeah. do you get data? Is it good data? Is it good data? Mm-hmm. You do the exploratory data analysis to try to figure that out, mm-hmm. and you trust it. What shape does it take? What trends might you be able to discover in it? Then you have to usually do some enormous amount of feature engineering, which is Mm -hmm. the raw data that you get might have signal in it, but it's not in the way that the machine would be able to detect it. Signal being like what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
after the feature engineering stage, you would then what you're calling like feed data to the machine. Yeah. So there, you could think of like a couple different things feed as the being machine. the machine. Like <laughs> the machine can be your literal compute hardware. Okay. So you sometimes have to be the person who figures out how you set that up. So depending on how many gigabytes or terabytes of data you have, you'll decide how many CPUs do I need or do I need GPUs. Mm-hmm. How much RAM do I need? How much memory do I need? So the data scientist is figuring out like all these things about like the specs basically that you need. Mm-hmm. Are they also building the machine or do they have like developers they're talking to to do that? It's like, because I'm sure there's a lot of like, there's engineers, like you said, versus data scientists. Is it crossover? Like are data scientists the same as machine learning engineers? What? Confused. Yeah. I think it depends on how much job specialization depends on how large the organization is. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, in most places, it's the data scientist doing all of this. And so like building the machine right now in late 2019, almost 2020, is actually going to a cloud computing environment, Mm -hmm. AWS or Google Cloud Platform. And, you know, basically ordering. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you don't know. I don't know what AWS or Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the cloud. Amazon you know Web what the services. cloud is, right? Yes, I know. Oh, uh, I mean like Cumulus, Cumulonimbus. Nope. No. Those are clouds. <laughs> no, the cloud is like it's there's a there's a server somewhere, and yes. it's someone else's computer, and all of our information is on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. Cloud. It can be a bunch of things. So yeah, some of it is for storage, and yeah. that's what you're talking about when you say all of our information is on it. That's but some where the of it is, is. It's where the internet is. <laughs> It's just someone else's computer that you can use. So you have to decide, like, how many, quote unquote, like, computers or virtual machines do I need? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the hardware specs of each of those machines? So you might order from one of these service providers, like, the equivalent of 10 or 12 of your laptop. Gotcha. To do what you're calling, like, feed data to the or machine. Or for, like, a week, you know, instead of, like, my laptop I have forever. Can you do that? Can you, like, rent out? So... Now you're talking about different stages of data science where initially you just need to train the model. And then once you have the model trained, mm-hmm. theoretically, you don't need that compute resource anymore or gotcha. that data anymore. Okay. But you still do need somewhere to serve predictions from your model. Okay. So if your model is trying to, like to go with our earlier example, recommend stuff to a user, you need a computer mm-hmm. or a very large computer or a cluster of computers somewhere that will send a most likely to buy recommendation every time a user visits okay. a product page. So so what I'm getting about what data scientists do and what data science is, is one, it's finding good data yes. for a specific purpose or topic, yeah. and then creating a machine to start to recognize that trend throughout the data, right? Training that machine, getting the resources you need for that machine to work, and then creating some sort of system of recommendations, whether that's to a person or whether that's directly as a product. So that's the product that data scientists create. Yes. Start to finish. Yeah. So you hit getting data, doing the initial exploration, feature engineering, which we haven't really talked about, so maybe we don't know what that is yet. We don't. Figuring out the compute environment. Okay. I would add to that, the algorithm that you're actually going to use. So the algorithm is what trains the model to make the predictions. So training the model is a big part of this. Yes. And that's the part that typically people think is data science. So when you go to Kaggle Mm -hmm. and you compete in data science, they give you a... Kaggle. 
I call it, what what are you saying? What am I saying? <laughs> I I don't know. I just heard it was Kegel, but I was like Kegel something else. Kegels. Kegels. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, when you go to do your Kegels. Gotcha. <laughs> when you go to Kaggle, you'll get oh, a. <laughs> so, for example, a lot of people think what data science is is the gotcha. experience that they'll have when they go to Kaggle, which okay. is. You're provided with a data set, and you primarily are doing exploration, feature engineering, and trying to discover what algorithm will find the most signal. Gotcha. So there are like a bunch of algorithms that people already know about. You're not making your own algorithms at this point. You're maybe like engineering a program that uses an algorithm to work for your data set. Yes. That's what most people think it is. Yes. But that's not all. There's all these other parts to this that we talked about already. Right. So like... I think the way that I've heard it is 80% of data science is cleaning data and 20% is training your model. Okay. And the other way that I've heard it is 80% of data science is getting and cleaning your data and 20% is complaining about getting and cleaning your data. So what I'm thinking about right now is, you know, the movie Office Space? Yeah. Where it's like Y2K is coming up and like they're just going through and like manually changing the dates on computers and it's like this mind-numbing kind of process when you say cleaning data is that what you mean or is it like a little more like involved like you're creating a program to like be able to pull out data that might be a little bit messy and like deal with exceptions to what the general rule of data is the data you have is let's say for example um, you scrape data from somewhere or you get yeah. it from somewhere and it's in a messy format okay. so the columns are unlabeled or the data isn't even in the rows and columns tabular format yet okay. it's just a blob of information and you somehow have to structure that so that the, your machine can take it in easily and understand it's there yeah so it's structuring okay. it properly it's also writing that program that can go get the data from wherever it is yeah um and it's investigating errors that you might find in the data so like if there's a lot of null values for one field, is that just because the data was never collected? Mm -hmm. Or does that actually have within itself some sort of signal implied? It's just like the finding and making good data. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so like what is your day to day as like a data scientist? What are you what are you doing? Is that what you're doing? But you're managing data scientists. Yes, I'm doing both. Okay, so so I still do my own projects, and it's, mm -hmm. and it's fair to say most of it is wrangling data, exploring data, and doing what is data cowboy, <laughs> data janitor. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said wrangling, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, data cowboy. I like that actually. It's like a spaghetti western, except on computer with less gunfire. Um, great. <laughs> So the next part we're talking about here is how much programming is involved in data science? It's programming all day long. All day long. Honestly. I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah. I figured that it's just, you're looking at data, you have to use programming. Yeah. How much of it is, like, meeting with people and saying, like, what are we looking for? And, like, collaboration, I guess. There is a lot of collaboration involved. Mm -hmm. There's engineers who you have to work with because they're building the systems oftentimes that are logging the data. Mm -hmm. So if it's a consumer-facing app like Netflix or Facebook or whatever, they're making sure that when someone actually clicks on an element or interacts with the application in some way, that a 
singular, mutually exclusive event gets fired and gotcha. sent somewhere where data scientists can later pull it in. Okay. Um, and just like defining what are those actions that could later be meaningful is like almost a job in and of itself. So you're like creating experiments with developers on the online apps and then making sure you get proper data from that. And cleaning that data up and then sending it to a machine that then is so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, so there is a bit of collaboration in it, but a lot of your time is spent cleaning up data. So should should I start data science now? Is data science like is it saturated as a market or is it growing? What's what's up with that? This is probably one of the most common headlines I see right now. Sexiest career. Yeah, I actually see both, which is why fastest growing career. Why I think it's such an interesting topic is I see you know, the demand for data scientists is ever growing and there's a huge, what they're calling talent gap for data scientists. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I hear from people in the industry, people trying to get into industry that's incredibly oversaturated. Every job posting gets hundreds of applicants and, you know, that's from a hiring manager perspective. And from the applicant's perspective, they're sending out hundreds of applications themselves mm -hmm. and getting very, very few callbacks. And I've been on both sides of that okay. equation, and I can tell you they're, they are both true. Um, so it is oversaturated, and there is also still a talent gap. There are too many people who are at the beginner level of data science trying oh. to get jobs, whereas I would say most jobs are for data science don't start at entry level. They start at mid okay. or senior level. It's like level. a bottleneck right now, basically. Like you've got a lot of, like, if you're trying to fill a bottle, Right, it's a little wider at the bottom of it. Right, it's a different bottleneck. I understand, but there's not a lot of like room for people to move in at once. Does that make sense? I think it's more of a it's like trying to get into a stadium. Like it's there's a lot of people trying to get in at one time, but like once they get in, there's a lot of space. I get what you're saying, okay. and I agree with the first half. There's a lot of people trying to get in. Okay. I think the core problem is just a misalignment where most people are coming in at entry level, mm -hmm. but most data science positions start at like mid or senior level. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing really as like a junior data scientist because data science in and of itself draws from so many different disciplines. So like primarily engineering gotcha. and statistics. So most people entering data science They're will have had jobs or academic experience that heavily involve programming computers or doing statistical analyses. Gotcha. So, so if you're like me and you've been tutoring for the last yeah. like five years, but you did a science background bachelor's degree, probably a hard field to get into. Right? Unless yeah. you have like a big portfolio of like stuff you've done. Yeah. This has given me a lot of guilt lately because you're exactly the type of resume that I would throw in the trash, but knowing you as a person, you're like the exact type of person I would want to work with. Uh -huh. um, not just like you as a person, but I think you have the aptitude as well. Oh. So, yeah. I'm smart. Mm. According to Tori. Okay. So, so if you want to get into data science from a position like mine, it makes sense to do a master's degree. Not accounting for how much it costs to do a master's degree. <laughs> yeah, whether it makes economic sense, it mm -hmm. depends. I think I've seen some people have success doing the boot camp route, which is somewhere a little bit less expensive than a master's degree, right. but still gives you that credibility that might get your foot in the door. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. I, I guess I guess another question besides like 
how much space is there, if it's oversaturated, what kind of jobs, who is it open to as a field, is like what what do you do in 2020 as a data scientist? I know we talked some about this, but it seems like it's a different field than it was five years ago. Like any field would be, but a vastly different field because before you didn't have very many any data scientists, so there might have been more room for beginner data scientists tw- 10 years ago. Yeah, so that's kind of me. Like I mm-hmm. don't have a boot camp degree or a master's in data science because that wasn't a thing when I was coming up in it. Right. I just got a job that was more general purpose in Mm -hmm. the technical job duties, like technically what I was supposed to be doing. It covered a wide range of things at an entry level. Yeah. But then what I started leaning toward very quickly was the analysis side of things, which turned into the data science side of things. So you were able to kind of change your job as you were in it and leverage it yes. towards data science, which gave you the kind of foot in your door, foot in the door thing. Yeah. Okay. And I get that a lot at the companies that I'm at where entry level engineers, where mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to actually get your foot in the door, come to me and are like, hey, I actually am interested in data science. Like, can you mentor me or talk to me about data science? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another path, too. Interesting. Yeah. So... There really is no entry-level data science job, is what you're saying. Because it it doesn't make sense that there would be, given everything you have to do for it. No, the only Mm -hmm. people I see hired straight into data science jobs come from graduate degree programs that Mm -hmm. are, in theory, very similar to what data scientists do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are, in fact, quite lost when they get on the job. (laughs) Um, Just because the technology is so different than what they were used in a graduate or academic environment, Mm -hmm. usually. Excepting maybe, like, five top tier programs yeah for me even beyond the kind of corporate finding a job whatever it ends up being i think it's still an interesting tool to understand the world around you better and differently right yeah um to be able to kind of look at what's going on in your area based on city data based on demographic data and draw some conclusions right i think data science isn't just for working for corporations you could probably work for you could be a journalist, right? And yeah. use data to write stories about those things. Yeah, right? you could be Nate Silver. I don't know who that is. Ah, 538.com. <laughs> More things I need to learn. So when we talk about data science and its saturation, we're talking more about the sector that you're in. Yeah. And there might be there might be other ways in which data science, data science quotations around that could play into other fields. Yeah, there is actually a job title called Data Journalist that is kind of what you're describing. The New York Times and a couple other publications hire people like these who just find stories and data, which sounds like where your head is at right now. Mm -hmm. How how much space do you think there is in the public sector for data scientists or people that deal with data? I think there's definitely room for data scientists as much as any other job Mm -hmm. it's always cramped in the public sector it's always cramped in the public sector we all love pensions (laughs) yeah and i think there's a lot of people that want to do public good with their work right but there aren't as many positions as there are people who want to do public good with their work yeah one thing i was kind of surprised to find out was like there's very little crossover from industry to public sector so when I look at job descriptions and try to apply to a government or government organization, mm-hmm. I find that I'm using an entirely different tool set, actually, because 
the tech industry that I'm in has skewed toward open source, latest and greatest, emphasis on programming languages, like general purpose programming languages, and the mm-hmm. government has kind of held on to these legacy software solutions, these the expensive <laughs> vendor contracts, mm-hmm. and uh, more statistical oriented programming languages. So I'm like technically not even qualified qualified for those jobs, or maybe I'm mm. overqualified for those jobs, or maybe what I'm saying is just a misalignment. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like there's a lot of what's the word for it, topography around what data science can be yeah. and what sectors needs are and kind of like how much crossover there is. So does that mean that like the data science boom is over? I'm or is it just so. starting? <laughs> I'm hoping so. Why? Oh, man. What is the data science boom, first of all? A few years ago, mm-hmm. the buzzword was big data. Mm-hmm. And the technologies that were associated with that were like data lakes and Hadoop. Now, <laughs> no one will touch Hadoop, Hadoop with a 10-foot pole. Okay. Um, And then the industry moved on to mobile, and that's when the app store was Mm. a thing. And everyone wanted to be a mobile developer and develop mobile apps for the Apple App Store because that's how they thought they were going to get rich. Mm -hmm. And then it was cloud, where all the companies decided they needed to move to cloud providers, and that was the buzzword. And now it's data science and machine learning and AI, and that's been the buzzword for a few years now. And I think we have gone past peak hype cycle. Where okay. all people and people could be like job applicants mm-hmm. or companies think if we just do this data science thing, like I'll we'll be rich, yeah, gotcha. I'll make it. And like both companies and applicants have mm-hmm. found out that it's way harder than that. Mm-hmm. Not every company needs data science. Not every person wants, wants to a data do scientist. Yeah, wants to be a data scientist, even if they may have thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're past peak hype. I'm happy to be past peak hype because. I think just personally, I don't like being the center of attention. And so whenever I say I'm a data scientist, people get all excited and want to ask me a lot of questions about how they can become a data scientist. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also just from like a hiring manager perspective, like there's so many applicants that are nowhere even close to to being being qualified, qualified, Mm -hmm. um, which is really unfortunate because some of them seem to be quite successful engineers and have just randomly decided that data science is the new hot hot. Um, you should just That's stick with what you're good at. That's a weird way to do that. Like, yeah. To be good at what you're at what you're good at, and then decide, oh, I want to do data science because it's the buzzword now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying that's a thing. Yeah, I've actually gotten on the phone with people and been like, "So you applied for my data science position, but how would you feel about a data science position?" And some of them are like, "Yeah, sure, okay, that sounds good." And some are no. So they apply for it, but they don't want the position. So they apply to be a data scientist, uh-huh. and I call them and offer them an engineering position. Oh. Yeah. And some of them will accept it, fully realizing that they're engineers and they're actually happy where they are. Yeah. And some of them are just hell-bent on becoming data scientists. So gotcha. It's just... And it's, like, already saturated in a lot of ways for beginners. Yeah. Hmm. But that's a battle. That's fun. Yeah. All right. I think that covers it. Yeah. That was a lot. We talked. We talked for a while on this one. Yeah. So what do you think? Are you still interested in data science after figuring out what it actually is? I think over the last few weeks, I have been less interested in data science as a career. Yeah. 
but more like intellectually interesting what you can do with data science. Yeah, I think it's important to understand because if anything, mm -hmm. as a consumer, you need to understand what companies are doing with your data. Yeah, that's that's a part of it. I think that there is some like selfishness and like like hey, like what is going to happen to me? Like how is my data being used? Like are people profiting from me clicking on certain things or whatever it ends up being or from selling my information? I have no idea. Um I think I think beyond that like like I was saying before, I am very driven by what's going on around the world, right? In the world around me. Can I have a viewpoint and be confident that what I think about and what I'm saying is going on is actually happening, right? Can I look at information and draw conclusions from it? I don't think that I have the skills right now to be nearly as confident in my opinions as I actually am. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I think that I'm enjoying right now, like working on my fun project, which we'll talk about next time. I think it's a useful project and it's something I can point to as this is something that I enjoy doing and it might be useful for other people. Beyond that, I'm enjoying learning about how computers work and like getting into the programming side of things. So I might not go towards data science in the long run. I might go towards app development or one of those other big buzzwords that happened a while back. But I do enjoy, I think, looking at different ways to look at the world. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely encourage you to keep your options open. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to do it over again, I would consider an engineering position mm -hmm. as well because there are a lot more job opportunities in that area. And there's also more of a an ability to build your own product, mm -hmm. whereas with data science, you're really relying on some huge amount of data, which you right. have to get from somewhere, usually a company where you work, sometimes gotcha. open source public sector but you've seen how little you're not that there is. is what you're saying yeah you yeah. can't just whip together a new app because you felt like it um, mm -hmm. so both from like a personal fulfillment perspective and then also an employment perspective i think engineering has potentially more going forth than data science so mm -hmm. not to sway you but yeah but a little bit too <laughs> but just to tell you where my head is at so this is this is now called engineers learning mm -hmm. um instead of data learners no, I still think I'm interested in data science. I think that regardless of where I end up going, it's still an interesting topic and something that's going to be useful. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll okay. see how long this podcast goes for. Ten episodes max. Ten? Yeah. Max? Yeah. You're going to just... I believe more in us. Well, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> in this episode. To end on that terrible sad note.